When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman, and if you don't know me, I'm a survivor of narcissistic abuse in a queer relationship, and I'm here to validate and support others who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Obviously, I'm here for my queers, but everyone is welcome here. If you don't know, it is currently Pride Month, so this month I am focusing on talking a little bit more about some of the LGBTQ aspects of the abuse that I experienced. Obviously, most of the time I, you know, I am coming to you as a queer person who was abused in a queer relationship, Um, so most of the time, I mean, it's always there, but a lot of the time I talk about things from a more general perspective so that more people feel seen and validated and understood. But again, this month, I'm going to just dive in a little bit deeper to the queer realm. Um, This week, I'm going to talk about being invalidated by your partner in terms of your sexuality, in terms of your past, and things like that. Okay, before I begin, I want to do a little bit of a disclaimer about this episode because it can get kind of sticky because obviously there are a lot of people in our community who are non-binary or trans and might not know it right away or maybe they know it but they're not comfortable sharing that with a partner. Maybe they think that this person only loves them because they're presenting as female or whatever it might be and they're afraid to share it so there might be some very complex issues when it comes to that. I'm not an expert. I don't want to obviously say anything to exclude anyone or be talking about a an identity um, journey issue and make it sound like that in itself is abuse that is being inflicted on someone. That's absolutely not what I mean. So before I dive in and talk about this, um, I just want to put that out there because that's really important. Okay. So if you don't know my story, I started my first queer relationship after having been married to a man. So I came out and the very first person that I was essentially coming out to was the person who would become my abuser. And of course, coming out, especially later in life, but obviously anytime, y'all, I'm not trying to act like we have it so much worse. It's always hard to come out. Um, Some people are immediately, you know, supported and loved and that is so amazing but that's just not the truth for so many people in our community um but the first person that i came out to was someone who was meant to be a loving supportive partner but instead i was met with um criticisms um i don't know i don't know what to call it just a lot of invalidation And what that looked like was essentially, you know, after we had been hanging out for a couple of days, probably within the first two weeks, I remember sitting on the couch next to them and they started asking me, well, 
you were with men, so you must be bi. You must have liked it. If you had been with men, that means you did like it at some time. You were this, you were that. And it felt very invalidating to me. Um, And I guess another disclaimer I want to put out there is that obviously bi people exist. Bi people are important. Bi erasure is a very real thing. Um, And unfortunately for bi folks, it comes from within our community and outside of our community. If you are bi and you're dating, if you're a bi woman dating a man, people just assume that you're straight. If you're a bi woman dating a woman, people assume that you're a lesbian. And a lot of people, um, I am seeing a little bit more bi um, visibility, but a lot of people probably just don't correct it because it's like, I've been trying to correct this for years and people don't care. People don't pay attention to this at all. They just think that they know who I am and what I'm doing and they want to put me in this box and whatever, I'm not going to mess with it. It's, it has to be rough and I have a lot of compassion for bi folks. Um, there are also large amounts of people who are late in life queer and choose to use the label lesbian because that's what feels right for them. I will say that I do think that a lot of latent lifers want to jump to using the label lesbian because there is a lot of pressure to pick a label very quickly, which I think is silly. And I think as a community, we need to do more to encourage people who are coming out, who are realizing that they are queer, whatever that label might be, and say, hey, baby queer. You're not actually a baby queer because you've been probably queer your whole life. You just didn't know it. But hello, newly um, wool pulled from your eyes, queer person. Let's take our time in choosing a label. Don't feel pressured. We love you. We accept you for who you are. Pick the label at your own leisure. I'm really proud of myself for saying leisure because for some reason I usually say leisure because I dated a Scottish person 12 years ago and for some reason that one just stuck and people like to make fun of me. Anyway, leisure. Um, So, but with that group of people who come out late... There's a lot of invalidation, again, from within our community and outside our community because people say, no, these are the rules. If you want to be a lesbian, you have to have known since you were in the womb, you can't have ever touched a man, you can't have this, you can't have that, you are not a lesbian. And it's super invalidating. And it doesn't feel good to be, you know, spending your day in the arms of this other queer person who's been out for much longer than you and that you look up to. It's obviously at the time you don't realize they're abusive. You look up to them. You want to be like them. You're a little bit jealous of the life that they have lived and the experience that they have so far. And you're hoping that they're going to accept you again lovingly and kind of help guide you on this journey in a healthy way. And yet here they are telling you, you must be bi. You must have liked it. I need you to give me this answer because I need to know these things about you, not because I care about you and how you feel and I want you to be able to process this out loud. I need these answers from you. Um, it was a very uncomfortable, very painful situation. Um, and then at some point they stopped saying things like that. They, they left me alone. Um, and I will say that again, when it comes to the gender identity of someone, there is, there can be this added layer of them wanting a certain type of partner, a certain type of partner who wants certain things in bed or doesn't like certain things in bed, and it helps them see, feel more seen, more valid as a trans or non-binary person. Um, but again, there's a loving way to do that and to say, hey, these are my preferences. What are yours? Let's see if we're compatible here versus saying you have to be this way or you can't be that way. 
Um, but let's move on to the flip side of how things were at the end of the relationship. Okay, so fast forward to two and a half years later. At this point, I am out, have been out for a while, have created this Instagram account of what was uh, lesbian visibility. It was our little queer family, and I was talking about all the things uh, that we did as a queer family and um, my partner being sort of a step parent to my son and things like that. And then, of course, as they proceeded on their gender journey, it wasn't lesbian visibility anymore. It was queer visibility and all those things. But what happened was by the end of the relationship, I was too lesbian. Again, I was out. I was creating content, validating late in life lesbians. If you don't know, that's what I did before I talked about abuse, before I realized that it was abuse. And um, that was another thing was that they decided for me that I couldn't be a lesbian. And they started telling people, no, she's not a lesbian. We're not lesbians because people would look at us and view us as a lesbian couple. She's not a lesbian. Sorry, my kiddo needed a hand, but I'm back now. Um, so yeah, they were, they were changing my label for me. And I remember feeling very uncomfortable because there wasn't another label that felt right for me. And I am not a label person. I, I tell people, sometimes people ask me and I'll say, call me anything but straight. I prefer lesbian or queer um, over bi or pan or anything like that. But again, as long as, as long as people see me as not a straight person, I don't really care because I think that I think that labels are great to kind of like come together as a group and finding it, find each other. But I think that it can be dangerous because again, we put each other in these little boxes and think you can, you can't, this, that, you know, black or white kind of thing. But it doesn't feel good, again, to have someone without your consent say, you know, never having talked about it, saying she's not a lesbian. She can't be a lesbian. Um, And again, when it comes to, um, actually, I saw um, Oliver, I think it's Oliver G. Dixon on TikTok did a, let me just check on it. I'm going to come, I'm going to do a direct quote. I will be right back. (laughs) Okay, I have it. I didn't want to get it wrong because this feels important, but the post says, it's one sentence that will start a massive argument, and then it says, your transition does not change your partner's identity. And then the caption says, for some relationships that will work out, for others it won't. Both of these things are valid. What is not valid is telling someone how they identify. And follow Oliver if you don't. Again, it's Oliver G. Dixon on TikTok. Um, but that is 100% the truth, y'all. If, if, a, if a transition is happening, someone realizes, and this happened a lot during COVID, a lot of people figured out that they were queer, figured out they were trans or non-binary, a lot of changes happening in the queer community, a lot of people are joining the queer community, so it's super probable that a lot of us were in relationships and some one partner was presenting as something, and then, you know, a transition happened or something needed to change in the relationship or whatever it might look like. Right. And so when that happens, and again, y'all, I'm not an expert. I'm a cisgendered person and everyone's different. Every relationship is different. But like Oliver said, the relationship might work out if both parties are comfortable and you can talk about it together and say, does this work for you? How do you feel with this label? Should we look into something and see if there's something else that fits for both of us? So neither one of us feels invalidated or forced to do this or that. 
Um, and you know, it might not work out. Some people really are, you know, set in what they want and they can't, you know, they can't, they just can't do it. Other people are like, Hey, you know what? Yeah, this is who I am. This is who I've been. This is my preference, but I love you, you, and I'm coming on this journey with you, no matter what that looks like. Like I said, let's work through this together day by day, step by step. Let's figure out how this looks together. Right. Um, what's important, obviously, is that both people feel valid, um, seen, um, happy, healthy, good, all the things, right? Um, but so that's my point of both of these little snippets of, you know, being told that I was bi and then being told that I was, I was too lesbian. I was too lesbian for them. Um, they no longer wanted a partner who could pass as lesbian, which I still really, I think, um, I'm definitely very straight passing. I think there are definitely people who would, who'd clock me as a lesbian, but, um, I was too lesbian in terms of what I wanted in a relationship in terms of, I'm not even gonna say too lesbian, too queer. Essentially. I was too queer because, um, at that point they needed a partner who could pass as again, pass as straight pass as definitely you know wanting to be with a man and would never do anything with a woman and that wasn't me but there's a loving way a loving way to say hey I really care about you and I know you really care about me and we've had some wonderful times together I really need something different and this breaks my heart to have to do this but we can't like I don't think we can be together unless xyz blah 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 right a loving way to do it um so if you have or have had a partner who's deciding your label for you, t- talking about your past in a way that's like, you know, well, you did this or that, so that means you have to be this. If, you know, the relationship proceeds and they're complaining about your past, they're complaining about your previous partners, they're mocking you. Um, I know there are a lot of lesbians in our community who will, and I've seen content created about it, and it's it's framed as a joke, but I don't think it's funny to say, like, um, I'm not obviously going to call anyone out, but I think there's one that they ended up taking it down because the late in lifers were like, this is bull. This is, this is abusive. Don't do this. But it was like, you know, remembering that this, this partner of mine in this lesbian relationship, or at least seemed to be lesbian relationship has been with men. Ew, gross. You're gross. And that's horrible. That's invalidating. That's just, I just rude in general, y'all. We don't, we're not all literally born knowing that we're, queer it's doesn't work that way not in the society again this is what I used to talk about a lot um before I started talking about abuse um another thing that I experienced was um again mocking about previous partners or previous I don't know summer flings or this or that like you know in the beginning of a relationship I've talked about this before a narcissist a toxic abusive person wants to know everything about you they want to know who you've dated how many people you've been with? Who are they? What were they like? What did you like about them? What did you not like about them? And I remember telling this story about this summer fling I had in Spain. And one night we were on a date and they spent a good 10 minutes driving down the road, just mocking this whole story that I had told them, just mocking it. And you can hear it in their voice. You can see it on their face that they're jealous. They're mad again. And now I know there was a lot more going on behind the scenes than I thought at the time. But y'all, we all have a past. We've all been with people. We've all, and also your partner should not be telling you that someone you dated is gross. Like if they know that person, if 
they look at a picture and they say, ew, you dated that person. Like, that's just rude. Doesn't it matter, right? You're not there now. <laughs> You're not there now. It's just not nice. Um, again, we all come into these relationships, unless you started dating when you were like 12 and you're still with that person and y'all are healthy and good. We've all had previous relationships. We've all had partners that weren't great, that we weren't proud of that. Um, I don't know. We were in a moment we were like, yeah, definitely would not repeat, but it's a part of your past. Just like anything. It's all a part of your past. And you know, if you're laughing about it together and you're like, I cannot believe that I did that. I did that person for six months. And like, I don't even know, like, um, okay, cool. But if a person is just taunting you and going on and on about something that you genuinely enjoyed or whatever, no, why are we, why are we doing that? This is slightly off topic in terms of validation or invalidation, I should say, But another thing to look out for in terms of someone not respecting your sexuality or your history is having them, um, I'm just going to say it how it was for me, if you are a late bloomer, which by the way, I'm not that late. I was out before I met my son's dad and had dated a few women. Um, I just sort of backpedaled when I met him and quote unquote, decided to be straight. As we all know, that's not a thing. (laughs) We don't decide to be something. It just so happened that for whatever reason, the compulsory heterosexuality took over, even though I was like making all these strides towards being who I really am, who I was meant to be, um, who I was hiding for so long. Um, And like I said, I backpedaled because I thought that that's what I needed to do. And my son's dad is a good man, so, you know, it was a quote-unquote safe choice. Anyway, um, very early on in my relationship, my abuser would pretty much test what I was willing to do in bed. Like, prove to me how queer you are. Prove to me that you can do this or that. Prove to me... So that I know that you're gay. And y'all, that's not how it's supposed to be. I know that there are a lot of lesbians in our community or queer folks in our community who have been messed with by straight girls who maybe want attention or just lead them on or whatever. And then that they get hurt by that. And it can be really scary um, if you don't believe that someone actually cares about you or wants to be with you. So... I understand that, but there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. You can say, hey, I'm nervous. Um, I've had some bad experiences with girls who um, thought they might be gay but actually weren't gay and I've been really hurt by that. I don't want to do that again, so I'm just curious like, how you feel about all that. I mean, I see that you're here with me. What are you thinking? Um But to test someone, and of course, here I am just super happy to be there. Like, okay. Um, It's just the way that they went about doing it where it was like very clearly like, I need you to do this right now so that I know you're gay, which isn't a test of sexuality. Because if you think about it, how many of us have had sex with men even though we didn't want to, even though we weren't attracted to them, even though it's not something that we really enjoyed? 
it's because we felt like we had to. So that's definitely not a test. If you think that that works, try again. That is not a way to find out. Y'all, if someone is newly out and they've never been with a woman, which again, I have been, so it's kind of a weird thing to put on somebody, and they're scared or maybe it might take them a couple times of being with you to be brave enough, like talk about it. There's something so attractive about someone being able to communicate and say, hey, I really want to do this with you, but I'm nervous. I might need some time. Why are we rushing anyway? I know y'all are going to think that I'm like some weird, like, I don't know, uh, pilgrim or Amish, no offense to Amish people, but like really pure, like wait 10 dates or whatever. No, y'all do what you want to do. But there's something in our community about like moving at the speed of light and, um, having to do everything up front. And honestly, like on that note, narcissists and abusive people will push every single milestone very quickly. So that is definitely something that would be helpful. If you are new and you're nervous and you're not ready, do a couple of dates with that person and don't check off every single milestone. Don't get married that night. You know what I'm saying? Um, So again, if you're dating someone who's newly out, which by the way, shouldn't be an issue for people. I don't know why. Again, there are so many people in our community who are are biphobic, panphobic, but go for straight girls. If you're dating someone who quote unquote doesn't know what they're doing, which by the way, we all figure it out. It's not that, you know, you just, sorry, you just dive right in and communicate, communicate. And uh, it shouldn't be a weird It shouldn't be a test. That's horrible. We're not doing that. So again, this is something that can be super complicated in our community because like I said, we do have people who are learning so much more about themselves now that we have more visibility. We have more terms for things to describe um, genders and to describe preferences and describe sexualities and all of this stuff that we didn't have before, especially those of us who are 30s, 40s. 50s. I'm 34, okay? (laughs) Um, And so there is a lot of change in our community, like I said. And again, I just want to reiterate that there is a healthy way to go through those changes. Even though I know that there's like a lot of rough, like probably a lot of, um, I don't want to say insecurity, but a lot of fear. You have a partner who has seen you this way for so long. There probably is a lot of fear. We all have mental health problems. So a lot of times it's very hard to bring up these tough conversations. But again, if it's a healthy relationship, y'all are going to talk it out and it's going to be fine. If it's not a healthy relationship, let's get you out of there um, in a safe way because nobody deserves to be told who they are and who they are not. Um, Anyway... I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because right now I am in Granada, Spain, and I'm looking out my window at La Alhambra. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. And it's our last day in Granada before we move to another place. And I just realized that my time in Spain, the the clock is ticking. So I don't want to take too much time here, but thank you so much for listening. I know your time is valuable as well. I have a couple little announcements I'm going to tack on at the end of this episode. But again, thank you for being here. I hope you found this helpful. Even if you're straight, you identify as straight and you're like, you know what, this is not for me. Um, I hope that you learned something from this episode and that it was worth your time. 
Okay, for announcement number one, I want to remind everyone that I do have some merch available for sale. I have a collaboration with The Live True Co. And we created a t-shirt and two different kinds of tanks for summer. Now we are in summer. I was going to say spring, but we are now in summer. Um, It's perfect for Pride Month. You can get one before Pride is up. It says valid in rainbow letters across the chest. It's a black shirt. Um, As I said earlier in this episode, that was what I was doing before I started talking about abuse was making content, validating people who come out late, validating so many people in our community who are constantly invalidated from, like I said, within and outside of the community. Um, So that message is really important to me. Um, And it also applies to those of us who have been abused, whether from a partner, parents, a sibling, whatever, because obviously when you're in those abusive situations, you are just constantly being invalidated again about who you are, about what you can and can't do. Every single thing all the time is just, you're not seen, you're not heard, you're not understood. And it's a horrible feeling. So again, this design means a lot to me. I would love to see you all in it. You can go to my website, thelindsaygoodman.com, go to the merch tab, and it will take you to the livetrueco.com, T-H-E-L-I-V-T-R-U-C-O.com, I I think. (laughs) I should probably double check that. Um, But you can grab yours there now, and if you get it, please tag me on Instagram. I want to see you in it. Um, But yeah, go check it out. Also, if you don't know, I am currently planning a trip to Greece in August of 2023 with a company called Trova Trip. Uh, The trip will be launched and available for more information and booking on June 15th, which is actually probably the day that I will be um, publishing this podcast. So as soon as you listen to this, hop over there if you're interested in learning more or booking your spot. Um, There is limited space available and the first 10 people will get a $200 early bird discount on the trip. I'm really excited about it. We're going to Athens. We're going to Santorini. Both places I've seen the hotels are going to be incredible places to stay. Obviously in Athens we'll be doing city life, tons of history, wine and good food. And then we'll head over to Santorini and we'll be doing beach and relax and a super cool hike. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about getting to meet some of you who... Um, have been around for a while and I haven't been able to meet and like being able to meet in Greece is just going to be a super cool experience. So I'm really looking forward to that. Again, June 15th, keep an eye on my Instagram, the Lindsay Goodman, um, for more information. And I'll have that all posted if you're interested in joining me next year. And one last announcement, I have been invited to join a panel later this summer on August 18th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I will be on a live webinar. (laughs) webinar. We will be interviewing Dr. Kristen Milstead about her book, Why Can't I Just Leave? How to Break Free from a Toxic Relationship. I'm super honored to have been asked to be on this panel. There are some really awesome content creators that will be on the panel, including... Dr. Carrie McAvoy, Manjeet Rupai, Lisa Sunny from Stronger Than Before, Bree, I'm not sure what her last name is, but her handle on TikTok is Abuse is Abuse. These are all great people to follow, by the way. Um, Manjeet and Lisa specifically helped me eight months ago when I was leaving my abuser and breaking the trauma bond. Their content really, really helped me. So I'm, again, super humbled and honored to be a part of this panel. If you're in that situation, you're in an abusive relationship, or even if you're already out, but you're still kind of struggling, I would love to see you there. Um, 
hit me up on Instagram again at the Lindsay Goodman. Um, send me a DM and I will send you a link to book your tickets for that. You can also buy um, the option to have lifetime access to the webinar after it's over if you can't make it. Um, again, I would love to see you there. I'll be sharing that in my stories over the next little bit so that you can book your spot for that. Um, yep, that's pretty much it. Okay. Wow. I don't usually have that many announcements to make at the end of my podcast, but I have a lot going on right now. So super excited to share all that with all of you. And again, um, hopefully some of that will be useful to you. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. As always, if you like that, uh, you like that episode, you like my podcast and you want more, please rate, review, subscribe. I really want to get these episodes into the ears of the people who need it the most. And your interaction with this podcast really does help um, distribute it to more people. Um, also, again, if you want more from me, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Lindsay Goodman or visit my website, thelindsaygoodman.com. Thanks again for being here. Um, I can't say this enough. I am so thankful for each and every one of you. Um, and I will be back next week with more.